Welcome to Walker Ministries. <laughs> we are a Bible-based ministry, Bible study, teaching ministry. I love um, Acts chapter 17, 11. He tells us to study. Be like the Bereans. Study the word of God. Go home and check. Test the validity of the word. Amen? We're students. So we just really want to welcome you here at Walker Ministry. We believe in Jew and Gentile. It's the one new man in Yeshua. It takes both of us. It takes the Jew and the Gentile to become one in Jesus. Amen? So this ministry is based on that. We do a lot of teaching on the Hebraic roots of our faith. Y'all know that, right? Our, our, our roots are Hebraic, our Jewish. Isn't that right? Amen. People often wonder, what is that? Y'all Jewish? <laughs> We're engrafted in. So if you become grafted into something, if you get a kidney taken out of you, right, and it, you take somebody, one of your kids' kidneys and put it inside of you, it's engrafted in you, it becomes a part of you now. It's not a part of her, that person anymore. It's a part of you. So you are engrafted into what? The Jewish faith. So you become a part of the them. You do what they do. You operate like they operate. Amen? Y'all need to know this when, you, when people see this. They be like, what is that? It's the Star of David. That's the symbol of a fish when we had to be in secret. And that's the wheat because you are the harvest and you're supposed to go get the harvest. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right. And at this time, we're going to start our teaching. Um, Mel is back. You don't know she was uh, gone away last week. She was in uh, Canada. Montreal. Montreal, Canada. She's back this week. Um, I taught on what is the gospel last week. Part one is up on the webpage. You need to go um, check it out, send it to some friends because some people simply don't know what the gospel is. Amen. What is the gospel? They don't even know where to turn to. They had a coordination, an ordination system of, or should I say service, a friend of mine's, and they were having the bishop there and the they had the ministers, you know, getting, you know, their assignment, their what, their license ordained. ordained. And he asked them what the gospel was, and they said it was uh, John chapter three sixteen. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. I would have asked them to go to where, First Corinthians, fifteen, and start reading for about one to eleven. You'll find out what the real gospel is. And as Christians, we should know what the gospel. Yes. Amen. Students. Wow. Amen. You know, I'm just. <laughs> I know you. I know you are. <laughs> I wasn't here for that, but I just got something. <laughs> he just gave me a little nugget. For me, what he just revealed the gospel is. He came in the volume. Jesus Himself, His life. He's the gospel. He's the too good to be true news. It is the good news. Too good to be true. Amen. This is why we don't believe it's too good to be true. That someone died for you, knowing that you would probably even reject them, turn your back on them. That's too good to be true. And you was guilty. He is the gospel. The good news. He's too good to be true. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> We're going to talk about, that's just, that was for me. <laughs> so, um, welcome to Walk of yeah. Ministries. I'm excited. All right. 
I'm excited. You guys feeling all right today? All right. Amen. All right. All right. Loosen, up, loosen them collars up. Yes. Loosen up a little bit, y'all. Shake y'all. off whatever. Y'all know we like to have a good time, so. Whatever was at home and whatever you are. The church is alive, not somewhat dead. Somewhat consume about mm-hmm. or what is troubling you or the things and decisions that you have to make and things to do because this time is all about God. Amen. So we need to really open our minds and our hearts to receive the engrafted word that's able to change your life in an instant for the better. Amen. Amen. You want that, right? Amen. All right. It is good news. Too good to be true. (laughs) God love it. The gospel. Come on, man. I don't know if they win us a day or what, man. (laughs) I mean, good God. Too good to be true. Yes. Mm. That your mistakes, he causes your mistakes to make you to prosper. Mm. That's too good to be true. Not, not to condemn you. Right. Mm. Not you just, to convict you. You can't believe that because that's too good to be true. Mm. That everything that I did wrong in my life is working for my good. Mm-mm. That's too good to be true. What you're going through and what you're experiencing, all the difficulties and your challenges in your life right now, is working for your good. Man, I can't even believe that. That's too good to be true. It's almost like, I can't believe that. I can't believe that. I can't believe that, my God. My struggles, my heartaches, my disappointments. My past, my family. Those people lying to me. I got fired from my job, all those things. How is that working for my good? I need you to teach this. And it's framing and a victor outcome. Failure and defeat is your victory. So, so, so what you're saying is. <laughs> That's too good to be true. The That's good news. The good news, the gospel. So, so really what you're saying is that if you don't believe his word. Right. There's not going to be good news. I, I told you last week, I said, in order for me to tell you about the good news, I got to tell you the bad news. Right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Before I can give you the good news. Yes. But because we're so used to the bad news. Yes, we are. Most time you watch the news on TV, it's all bad news. We are, you know, we are talking to you too. We are talking looking to y'all. at <laughs> each other. I'm trying to draw y'all in. We are. You are. I'm trying to draw you in. <laughs> I'm trying to get you connected. Stop looking so mean. Smiles. It's a beautiful, beautiful day outside. I know it's an overcast, but it's a beautiful day. Because you're alive. You got life and Amen. blood running through your veins. Amen. Amen. Don't look like none of y'all is homeless. I mean, look like you got clothes Amen. on your back. Yeah. Some food in your belly. I think it's a lot to be thankful for. Amen. You want to switch somebody, place with somebody who died today? The church is alive. We yes. are one cell living organism. That's right. We should be alive in here. Amen. He said, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Let's at any time I could stand up and just shout and thank God. That's right. I mean, come on, y'all. We gotta be, you gotta be interactive <laughs> with, with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So many people just come to church and they just sit. Depressed. I know Jesus. He's the Lord of my life. Mm. All things are working for my good. Right? It just now. doesn't look like it from your expression. <laughs> God, I know. That's how they look. He's a good God. Yeah. He's not an angry God. The Bible said, matter of fact, he said, I'm slow to angry. Slow to anger. I'm slow to anger. I was talking to somebody last night. They just think, people think God is just mad at them because something didn't go right. Just mad. But God not mad at you. What he wants to do is have you to walk by faith. Amen. What he wants you to do is to show love. Amen. What he wants you to do is to believe and not go on what you see. Yes. Believe him. Believe his word. 
I've given you what? The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I haven't even given you the spirit of what? Fear. That ain't from me. Pastor, you know what? I'm going to give you a revelation a little later about what is the garment of praise. Oh, my God. Please do. (laughs) What is the garment of praise? What have you been cloaked with? My God, it's the good news, y'all. I'm just saying, when you, you come to church, and you listen, it's not that you are just coming to hear a word, but you are a part of it. Amen. The word is alive. It's living. Mm-hmm. It's functioning. It's moving. Mm-hmm. And that's what's inside of you. It's him. My God, the, the word is alive. <laughs> is it? Yeah, is it alive? <laughs> it's you come, you suppose, listen, you're going to hear something today that's going to change your life. You're going to hear something today that's going to put you on the right path. You're going to hear something that you can help someone else with. This is the word of God. It's going to be taught to you. It's going to be proclaimed. That's what preaching is. Preaching is not hooping. It's not taking a bunch of deep breath. It's proclaiming the good news. That's what the gospel is. That's what preaching is. Preaching is not antics. Preaching is simply proclaiming the good news of God. Informing you of what's too good to be true. <laughs> it's not me sitting up talking. It's not that. It's not all these types of things that you're used to seeing in church. Amen. You are the church. The church simply means you are the called out ones. That's Amen. what it means. Glory to God. You think it's a building. It's not a building. He ain't coming back for no building. He's coming back for a people who he's been dwelling in and living in. Oh, my Lord. That's who he's coming back for. Amen? Amen. My God, I'm going to let you go ahead and teach. Oh, but it's yeah. just like you got to get this atmosphere <laughs> got to be right. Y'all get ready to learn today. You, and listen, it said, come and learn of me. Amen. This is what we're coming to do today, to come and gather and learn of him, Amen. of his goodness, Amen. and what he's done for us. Hallelujah. Yeah. And Your my life, because my life, he says it's easy. Your life is hard. Amen. I'm taking his is life. Is it not? I'm going to take his life. Your life is hard. He says, this is why he says, take my yoke. We haven't even gotten to the message, but mm-hmm. it is the message. Take my yoke. He says, take my way of living. living. It's easy. Yours is hard. It's hard. He ain't got enough money at the end of the month. And all this and that. Just take his way and have some peace. <laughs> I'm going to have some peace. You know, I was, while I was in Montreal, I always have peace. <laughs> I always have these little conversations when I, I find a really quiet moment and and uh, part of my job is a conference coordinator, so I'm kind of busy all over the place. And so I was walking, just taking a walk and uh, forcing myself to just relax and just to not have any running thoughts or anything like that. And I was um, just walking and I would start to just look at the structure of the, you know, a lot of the buildings and where I was at and all this. And, and I was like, you know, this is, these are just another building in a different place of the world. We get so caught up with getting away, traveling, and it's great to travel. It's, I mean, it was good. But we seem to get this um, deep, I guess, uh, excitement and appreciation when we are in a different location in the world. And it make you, give you a false sense of happiness. Give you a false sense of that you are really enjoying yourself. I really, I, I mean, I had the Mac building right next to me. 
and they had a shopping mall in the tunnel of the hotel you could go through. So, I mean, it was, you know, I was surrounded by the things that, you know, kind of make me happy. <laughs> but I really realized that it's just another building in a different location. And it's all truly vanity. It's all truly vanity. It's highly overrated. The cars that we drive or want to drive or the home that we want to live, it's all highly overrated. <laughs> because you're going to be in the big home and the whatever kind of car that you, your dream car, and you're in this, within yourself, I'm not even talking about in a relationship with no one else, but in your relationship with yourself is horrible. Mm. Mm. Highly overrated. And I said, Lord God, this is why I'm so glad that my, my peace and my joy, it springs up out of you. That thing, yeah. And not out of a location or person or place. This is how I'm able to sustain my joy and my peace. Not, not because of where I'm at, my locality physically, but where I'm at spiritually, and Amen. that's with you. That was just my share of Montreal. But I did love when they called me Madame. <laughs> so anyway, our teaching today is, uh, did, Darius, did you have your hand up? Oh, no. Okay. okay. He was saying amen. <laughs> the teaching today really came out of a deep cry that I shared with Apostle Paul. And his cry out was that, We'll all come to the hope of our calling in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And my heart's cry, it echoes along with Apostle Paul still today, is that this is what's wrong with the body of Christ, is that we don't know or have a revelation of our identity. And so this is why his prayer was forever, that we would know the hope of our calling. And so what we're going to talk about is our identification with Christ, our twofold oneness, identification with Christ, twofold oneness. So we're going to discuss how this identification really relates to, or with, more specific, with Christ. I really want you to grasp hold of that one word, with, with Christ. Mm. Identification with Christ. So really, what does identification mean? We're going to talk about that. Really, now, how do you identify yourself? How, you're, how are you identified? Mm -hmm. How do you see yourself? How are you known? Your identification. This is real deep today. This is going to be a series <laughs> mm. because it's so important because we're, we have a problem with who we really are. It's our challenge. It's the challenge of the church to grasp their identification. Mm. It's their challenge to grasp the truth or doctrine or dogma of our identification. Say that one more time. It's the challenge of the church mm -hmm. to grasp their identification with Christ, or which is the truth, or 
doctrine or dogma. And what they has really grasped has been doctrine and dogma and not the truth. So what does identification mean? And really, when it comes to our identification, we are, we still see ourselves as the old man. You don't see yourself as the new creation mm -hmm. with Christ. Mm. With Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> So what we really have to get to is what is our, what, uh, how should our heart, humanity's heart, really take in as their identification? And the key is really Christ was made sin. Hmm. Christ was made sin. This is the entrance to understanding your identification is that Christ was made Sin. We can go real deep into that. This is why Romans 10 9, for some of us, is still not a reality. We confess him as our Lord and Savior and supposedly believe on our heart that he's di he died for our sin, but, but what happened when he died? What went on in hell? What went on on the cross? What did he experience in those two deaths? He had he died twice, mm -hmm. naturally and spiritually. What happened? What was the acts that happened in hell? Mm -hmm. In Hades, in Shiloh, what happened there? If you don't know what happened on the cross and he was made sin, mm -hmm. you have no clue who you are. Mm -hmm. And this is the fight of the Christian and living saved because you don't know your identity. You're not identified with Christ. You're identified still with this world. Mm. This is why we are most miserable. Why it's so hard to be, to say, you know, I want to live, mm -hmm. you know, holy. Amen. We even put a stigma on that. Mm -hmm. Like it's something that can't be uh, uh, obtained. Yes. So Christ was made sin. What does that mean? He was made, made. sin. <laughs> what is sin? He wanted, <laughs> we want to talk about that. Gabby. Sin is to miss the mark. And that is a biblical truth. Sin is more important so much when they said they need to operate in their spirit and you know give themselves away to God because mm -hmm. God is a jealous God he don't want nobody before him mm -hmm. and that could be idols you have in your heart you know whether it's um money whether it's uh sex drugs you know who knows but mm -hmm. you know that's good that's good see but we are Christian and I'm forced to I'm really mm -hmm. forced to write this book I'm forced to write this book 
by the hand of God, I'm forced to write the Christian language. Because you know why? We don't know our language. We've been taught the surface of our language. But our language has not reached the spirit of man. So it has not been revealed to us the spiritual connection of Jesus becoming, being made sin. So we, we, don't, we have not experienced, and we should have experienced, dying with him. That's what the scripture says. We should have experienced dying with him. And it's so, so true, Gabby, when you say it, missing the mark. But what's behind missing the mark? Sin. I think it Derek and... Go ahead, Darius. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's really good. That's good. Because we're gonna, like we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna we dig deep. See, it's, it's causing. I want to cause you to go past your mind mm. and for your spirit, Holy Spirit. What is no Holy Spirit? Because He's the teacher. He is the teacher. What is sin? Reveal that to the inner man, mm-hmm. the spirit of man. That was good. Not to my intellect, but to the spirit of man, because man is not. His flesh, man that is born again, the new creation, you are a spirit that have Had a, you, you actually have flesh. You have a body, but your body is not who you are. It's not ruling you now. Uh, we had. Uh, sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sin is disobedient to God. Mm-hmm. It's, it's excellent because he, he takes all of what you're saying and it's into one event. this again you can't you really can't teach a person really who Christ is Mm-mm. you have to experience him revealed this is how he's revealed to you this is how he become reality to you and not a concept I started to mm-hmm. Jesus. Relationship, not religion. All of what you're saying Amen. is what happened in the process. This is all good. Yeah. Of Jesus becoming, being made sin. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that when we, when we truly get the revelation of Christ being made sin, then that's the moment when we truly experience dying with him. Amen. Then we truly understand. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And not only mm-hmm. go ahead. And not only did you die with him, but he said also you was raised with him. We're gonna get there. Because it's all it's all a part of that. This is why I say this is a twofold oneness. Twofold oneness. This this bring you see you we say that we're saved, but we're not connected with the oneness as he is with the Father. He said, I desire that you be one with me as, as I, I am, am with, with the, the Father. Father. This mm-hmm. is a twofold oneness. So he been Christ was made sin. So what happened when this was going on that he allowed sin to take possession of his spirit. Mm. 
Jesus allowed for sin to take possession of his spirit. Yeah. See, we see all we from pictures and things were depicted about what happened on the cross with everything, with how he was marred and, and you couldn't, you know, he didn't resemble a man anymore because not of what was going on with his flesh, but what happened to his spirit. Mm -hmm. He permitted and allowed sin. He was made sin. His spirit was made sin. His spirit. He Jesus' who, spirit. He who never sinned. Carl? Because I was sitting there thinking that, I was like, is that like the same thing? Like, did you just will to submit to following the ways and statements? Because he had the will himself to do it. That's right. But he had to make himself follow Satan so he could go to hell. That's, all he did. That's, That's exactly right, right Carl. That's exactly right. <laughs> now, at one point, he allowed himself now for Satan to have mastery over his spirit because he had to become that is the only way you do go to hell. This is, see, see what it does to your mind? Mm. In this teaching, I learned that in the presence of the truth, your mind is dumb. In the presence of truth, your mind is dumb. Because it can't receive it. But your mind trying to make sense of the word of truth. Your mind can't do it. Your mind is dumb in the presence of God. Your mind is. It's of no use. <laughs> Boy, they, they play this back. They be like, what? <laughs> what happened is that uh, we were identified with him on the cross. And then if we could actually really capture and grasp the substitutionary work that was done, then we can identify with what he did. Hmm. And this is the, the epic of romance that was done through humanity's redemption. Hmm. Through you being redeemed was the very, the greatest epic of romance. Mm -hmm. The greatest epic of romance was humanity's redemption, was all what he did. You cannot be romance at this level. This is an eternal romance here. It's a spiritual. Because most of them romance they're thinking about is in their flesh. A and fantasy. You, and you're going to experience mm -hmm. this epic love of what he actually really done for you. Because that the movie The Passion can't even do it. Mm -mm. And it, they try to title it The Passion. They did. It can't even begin to impart to you what love did. Mm. Because that movie only moved your feelings, your emotions, yeah. the flesh. Yeah. But what he actually did mm. is going to move your spirit. As I was studying this, this is what happened to me. I'm, I'm reading it. And died with Christ. That one word, with. And we're going to talk about that preposition, with. We're going to talk about crucify. We're going to talk about sacrifice. We're going to talk about all of what happened in redemption. And what really happened from the cross to the throne. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that. You want to do all that today? Not today. Ah, it's going to be a come back. <laughs>
as I was studying, I began to get a deeper understanding of my identity with Christ. Mm -hmm. And when I was studying this, the best way to explain what was, what was happening to me was that it's so true that the word is alive. And it was like he was breathing life into me as I was studying the word. And it was, it wasn't like it was a natural breath. It was like it was a breath on top of my natural breath. And I could feel that breath on top of me breathing naturally. And it literally, I mean, mind blowing. I, I just, it's, you would have to experience. And it gave me an understanding of my new birth and my eternal purpose. That was just my, while I was studying what was going on. So let's now view God's greatest revelation connected with the new creation. For even at this very moment, the new creation identification with Christ is almost an unknown fact. Mm -hmm. Even at this very moment, the new creation, which we are, because we're born again, our identity and connection with Christ is almost an unknown fact. How sad is that? But we're going we're gonna to go in. It's the twofold oneness that I was speaking of. First, his oneness with our sin on the cross. That's the first part of the twofold oneness of our identification with Christ. His oneness with our sin mm. on the cross. Second, our oneness with him in his glory on the throne. Are you connected with his glory on the throne? That's the oneness that's come together with his oneness with our sin on the cross. That brings about the reality of your identification with Christ. Mm -hmm. So is it possible to understand your oneness with him on the throne if you don't understand his oneness with sin? Mm -mm. You can't. Like, as you're teaching, it's like, I'm, I've known crucifixion was bad. I've always <laughs> known all my life. The crucifix, you know, when you think of Jesus dying on the cross, you're like, well, he saved me from, from sin. But in crucifixion, dying on the cross seems pretty bad. Right. You know, but as you're teaching, I guess it's another perspective of spiritually what really happened and what mm -hmm. Jesus allowed himself to do because he loved us so much mm -hmm. to allow sin to take possession of you when as Christians we spend half our lives acting like sin possesses us. Mm -hmm. right. He allowed it to happen so we wouldn't have to walk or go through it. Like It's just a different perspective. So good. And attitudes and thought patterns. Mm -hmm. Like I really don't have to take that thought because mm -hmm. he died with that. That's right. He already, and I, I was one with him when, so we died already <laughs> to this that I don't have to live with it anymore. So this is, like, I, I've never <laughs> seen spiritually underneath all of it. That's right. It took place. You always see physical the surface. Mm -hmm. yeah, yep. so like, ah, we died, and oh my God, that must have hurt. But spiritually, like, it's just a deeper and different perspective. Right. Like I've never seen it, it is, uh, and he's taken me in total 
different place. I've never been with him, and it is truly mind-blowing. Uh, and this is why we can't. Um, this life of a, as a Christian, it is impossible if you don't know who you are. How can you operate in your daily life if you don't know who you are? I, I just want to say that salvation, it really is a gift. Mm -hmm. It really is a gift. We just don't understand the gift of salvation. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't understand it. Because if you understand that he said you were redeemed, that means that someone took that coupon, I can bring it to him so you can understand, and redeemed something that you didn't even pay for, that you didn't die for. It's free. I got it. I give you the go-to pass, mm -hmm. so you don't have to. And we don't. We just stop surface. That's it. Yeah. You've saved, and that's it. Mm -hmm. You don't even understand what happened yeah. because all our eyes are concentrated on is the physical form yeah. versus the spiritual mm -hmm. battle that took place. That he, right. I like what Carl said. He actually had to. You, how do you go to hell? How do you go to hell when you what? Disobedience. When you sin and. You turn away. And remember, he had to turn from the father. The father had to actually, I'm getting into your thing, but he had to actually turn his back on his son. Yeah, he couldn't look up. Okay. Yeah, we're going to. We got to so understand. No, we, it's, it's good because I'm telling you, it's, this teaching here should be the teaching that's given immediately when a person gives their life, life to Christ. Because you have a new identity. And I, I, I really like that because when I got my passport and then they do the customs, everything, it's, uh, you, it's different from my driver's license. It's, like, it's a new identity to now be international. international. And so with that comes all these questions and, mm -hmm. and different things like that. So you feel like it's a new, it's a new part of me that's being identified mm -hmm. as international versus the states. Yeah. Because in the states, you can go to any state, just have your... Your driver's license mm -hmm. is your identity, but you cannot leave that country and go into another country unless you have that passport. They don't, they don't identify you as a, right. um, as a, well, definitely a citizen, mm -hmm. but you can't travel and you can't enter into their uh, uh, country unless you have the authentic, and yep. it has to be authentic, yes. Yes. passport. You have legal entry mm -hmm. into that country. Amen. You can't just get in with your little ID right now. Mm -mm. You can't just get in because you said, I received Christ. There's got to be some work now. That's right. I think Darius said something. Was he? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. And he was. Mm -hmm. It's really good. And I tell you, it's so my, I, God, he's just, he just, he is, it's truly, the good news is just too good to be true. It's, did someone else say something real quick? No, I, don't read this, um, I love y'all churches. I love when you just speak your mind in the church. It's so free in here. You mm -hmm. know, compared to like listening, I mean, y'all doctrine, of course, we're going to respect it because we're the custom of the church. I mean, y'all, what y'all practicing? Okay, so I'm reading Romans um, 7 14. Um, it says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I, for I, what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, 
that I do, mm. if then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that is good. But now, but now it is no longer what who who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Mm-hmm. So the sin that dwells in you, it's like basically you know you're right from the wrong. Ever since you're little, you know you know you're right from the wrong. Mm-hmm. Now it's up to you: are you going to be carnival like the world is, or are you going to be spiritual like God wants you to be? Yes, and yeah. it's basically what we you are. Uh, had no conviction. I used to be so rebellious against God. Yeah, and that's when we are under the rule and law and, yeah. and master of sin. Uh, but now when we're born again, we're under now the life of spirit in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that was a very, very good point. And like I was saying, what we're going to do here with the limited time that I have, uh, and I don't, I'm not, this is a lesson, I'm totally just not going to rush. I'm going to take my time mm-hmm. because this is something, again, that should have been taught um, when we initially give our life to Christ, because you need to really know who you are, your new identity. Okay, so let's talk about real quick, before we even get into our foundation scripture, I need to talk about just a definition, uh, a dictionary meaning of identification. Mm -hmm. It's the act of finding out who someone is or what something is, the act of identifying someone or something, the act of finding out who someone is. It's something that shows who, who a person is, a doc, you know, a document, a card, uh, with your name on the information also includes a photograph, That's right. driver's license, image, image, it should be, your photo should be the image of Christ. Mm. It should say Jesus Christ. That's your identification and a photo of divinity. Which can't be seen, Mm-mm. have to be experienced. Mm. Only by the spirit can you see and know and comprehend what is spiritual. It should have the things about you, your new life, on that identification. It's a feeling that you share and understand. Mm-hmm. Experience of another person, the act of identifying with someone. And our act that who we identify is with Christ. Identify a largely unconscious process whereby an individual models thoughts, feelings, and action after those attributed to an object that has been incorporated as a mental image. Mm-hmm. You have that. now incorporated in your mind the word of God in your feelings and your thoughts and in your behavior. This should be part of your new identification is a mental image of the word that you hear. Amen? Mm-hmm. Now that was just the dictionary meaning. Let's get into the biblical meaning of identification. All right. It's the extension of another as a perception of oneself. Say that again. Extension of another Enough. as the perception of oneself. Extension of God mm. as yourself. Identification. That's, it should be your identification. It's our complete union with him and his substitutary, uh, substitute as being our sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's union with Christ and his disgrace in suffering. It's the legal side of our redemption. Mm-hmm. It unveils to us what God did in Christ for us 
from the cross to him sitting on the right hand side of the Father. This is your new identification. Mm. I mean, I wonder how many Christians we could say, do you identify with that? Is that your identity? Wow. Because we got, you know, you know, you can, you can counterfeit that identity. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes, you can. <laughs> I just wondered, let's look cute. You, uh, you can identify, mm -hmm. I'm just saying, you can counterfeit it even with your image on there. But everything is really false that's on that passport. Right, because we, mm. people do make false they identifications. Sure <laughs> false conversions. <laughs> mm. So some key facts mm -mm. to our identification. When death slew him, listen carefully. These are some key facts to your identification. Mm. When death slew him, it slew itself. When death slew Christ, it Killed. slew itself. When death slew Killed. Christ, it destroyed itself. <laughs> this is why he asked death, when it, you know, where's your sting? That's right. <laughs> where's your sting, death? Your sting? Because when you came to slew me, you destroyed yourself. Okay. Now they ain't, you got to run that back because they ain't heard that. Because it's never been preached like that. This give you an understanding of when we read the word, what is he saying? What needs to be revealed here? Is that when death slew him, it destroyed itself. So, that's how he got the keys from the, okay. He got the keys back. When Adam, after Adam's fall, but go ahead. Because Adam gave it up. He gave the lease up through high treason. These are the things that mm. were going on on the cross. Mm -mm, they when death, can you imagine? This is why yeah. Paul said, whether I live or die, it is gain. gain. Whether I live or, or die, die, it is gain. Because death no longer have any victory. Because I still yet live even in my death. That's right, eternally. And you know, there's a passage that talks about, um, you shall not die but live. Mm -hmm. And we use that scripture for when a person is sick. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot surely, of people use do. that scripture when people mm -hmm. are sick. Yeah. You should not, you should die, not but die but live and declare the Say works yeah. of the Lord. What was he really saying? You shall not die, but live. But you will die, but you still live. You will die, as we know, you will. in this flesh. But you will have eternal life. You shall not die, but live. This is a confirmation of your eternity. That's what that scripture is about. You shall not die. Wait a minute, I'm going to die. It's a counter every man to die. Once. Once. Right. And then the judgment. Flesh and blood cannot enter into heaven. You have to die. You have to. But you shall not die. You shall live. Because of eternal life. Amen. Amen. Eternal life. You gonna live eternal. Praise God. That's right. Push you it just, on. Make it on up in your die. Know, <laughs> amen. You just got to know Glory where you're going to spend your eternity at. This is why salvation is so important. I mean, y'all, you, you be in church and you never study salvation. You never study salvation, what you were saved from. 
What really happened? What really happened when I got saved? Did I just do a prayer? Mm -hmm. I haven't even identified myself with the cross yet because I don't know about the cross. Right. But something inside of me, Uh (laughs) (laughs) there is a measure of faith that's in all of us Mm -hmm. to believe. Amen. He's placing all of humanity. All. Everyone. That's good. So we're, <laughs> we're talking about identification with Christ, two-fold oneness, Di. We're recording it. Identification with Christ, two-fold oneness. And we haven't, we haven't even gotten to the foundation of Scripture yet, which is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're still uh, going through some key facts to our identity. And the first one I spoke about, when death slew him, it slew itself. God. And I, I can't even get past that. I'm when done, death... Man. I mean, so when it says so, when you down. think you have lost, you won. But you, this is how you're looking at your life, though, that you lost. But he said you were more than a conqueror. A conqueror of what? Uh-huh. More than a conqueror of what? Mm. What is the thing that you have to conquer? Well, you already conquered. If you are saved, you have conquered death. If you are saved and you are staying with the, you haven't fainted and fall away in apostasy, you are what? You know, in the process of being saved, you have conquered death. You have already conquered everything. Everything. That needs to be conquered. You have won every situation <laughs> and every circumstance that you even at this moment think that you're losing. He said more than, <clears throat> not that you just conquered, but he said you're more than that, more than a conqueror. Because the battle Praise is God. not yours, mm-hmm. it's, it's mine. Mm. It's my fight, I've already fought, and I have won. This is why you're more than a conqueror, because be. I have conquered. I am the one who have conquered, and you're more than a conqueror. You're going to get into that with me now. That with, that with is something. So, so oh. key facts to our identity. When death, I'm just still there. When death slew me, it slew itself. Death, y'all. Hold on, death. How many of y'all know somebody has passed? Tomorrow will be my mother's two-year. Uh, so she's I don't want to say yeah, that she's departed, but actually going to heaven, praise mm-hmm. God. So we, we know that it's real. It's coming. If you're in time, when everybody in here is in time, that means you have a time. You have a date uh, on the calendar, whether it's the Gregorian calendar or, or the Jewish calendar. You got a date that your number is going to come up. you can just throw out the Gregorian oh. calendar, Pastor. I, mean, I can't do that. I can't do the Gregorian calendar. Well, you're April, May, June, July, August, <laughs> September. You will keep going. That is, that is the Gregorian calendar that you go by. All right? But we go by, well, you got to do both because you can't go to work tomorrow. It's the first artistry. I ain't coming today. You can't do that. It's a little 10. I can't come in. You, you got to go by the calendar that your job goes. I'm just saying. But you should know the difference between the two. Don't forget your question. Um, Who had a question? I mean, or statement. Because um, I've got to get through a few more things. We, yeah, don't, don't forget it, okay? Okay. Um, key facts to our identity. I've just got to get through. <laughs> this death thing. <laughs> Don't because this is just going to really help you to understand that nothing that you do as a believer 
it's going to be working against you, no matter how it looks or how it feels, because you've already won. You always have to see yourself at the finish line. You have to see it already done. You have to see it the way that God sees it. it is I don't care what you see with your natural eyes. And we're going to talk a little later about how to see with your spirit, mm. how to feel with your spirit. Because we as Christians have been seeing too long with our natural eyes. Better than and by what we, what someone say by the words that are spoken by someone who's not a believer. Mm. And only the word of God is alive on the lips of a believer. Mm. Key facts are identity. Second one, he conquered sin when he allowed it to overcome him. When you're down, you up. Y'all didn't see that in the He is blowing my mind. When you're down, you're up. It only make natural sense. See, that's what the problem is, natural. <laughs> Key facts to our identity. This is, this is what connects you to identifying with Christ is that he conquered sin. When he conquered sin, he allowed it to overcome him. Just by allowing sin to overcome him, he conquered it. So in a fight, I allow someone to beat me up, take me out, do the not look like I'm knocked out. I've lost. But when the referee come in, the one that's on the ground that's knocked out, he lifted up and said, he's won. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Ding, 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 ding. He conquered Satan when he let Satan gain the master over him. I was so right, Carl. He conquered Satan when he let Satan gain the master over him. Four. Let's go back to three. So when you mm -hmm. think someone has gotten the best of you, or they, you think that, you know, man, I let this person really mess me up right. with this and that, and that just because I was a good, I have a good heart, and this and that, and they ruin, and you think that they ruin your life, or? Yeah. No. With what they did, it turned out for the best for you. Yeah. Uh -huh. By them thinking that they're taking advantage of you, by you not so much allowing that, but because of your heart and the kind of person that you, you are, that you permitted that to happen, that caused you to overcome. Man, can you give them a real example of that? It looked like you were at a disadvantage, but you was at an advantage. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to go back to these two. Yes, that's really, no, that makes plenty makes of sense. sense. I think Pastor is jumping at that. He wants to. <laughs> well, there's a couple of things. No, go, go ahead. You can do it too as well. But it's also like when the Bible said, you know, if that person slap, you turn the other cheek. Yeah. Does that make sense? If your enemy is hungry, feed him. Does that make sense? Because, see, you're fighting, our, our warfare is not flesh and blood. Right. Our warfare is spiritual. Right. 
You just got to have your armor on, and he is the one. He's your rear guard. He's the one. Vengeance is the Lord, not yours. Well, how? Forgive them, Lord. They, they know not what they do. They're killing them, but he don't. In the natural, it looks like they're, they're killing and beating them up, but really they're setting them free. Yes, amen. They don't under, see, it's, it's hard for us to really, because we're grasping it with our emotions. We're grasping it with our natural man versus the spiritual side. I mean, come on now, wait a minute. He said, the guy was blind. I'm going to spit on the ground, take that mud, put it in your eye. That don't even make sense, do it. How is that going to work? How, what is the mechanism? What's going on there? Why did he do that? How did that happen? The building that y'all sitting in right now. This came from a man that stabbed me. Yeah. See, the, the room that you're in, the whole building that we're in right now, came from a man that I love who stabbed me. Touched the heart of the man who owns the building because I forgave him. And you see these, raise your hands, daughters in here. Raise your hands. These are his daughters that are my daughters, mm. that I love them. How can that be? I can't do that in my flesh. I have to do that in my spirit. I had to die. Something in me had to die. Something inside of me had to die to me to do that. And we're about like the best of friends right now. You see, it's one thing to sit here and say, and y'all are learning, but I'm going to give y'all some real practical. And I like to say, how do you do that? You overcome evil with good. That's how he said, turn to the cheek. Your home God feeds you. See, that's a whole nother level of love. To actually... To actually feed your enemy. If it's cold, he said, take your coat off and give it to him. So the word says, how can you really, how can you really do that? You can't. You can't. But the Christ that I'm in and he's in me and I'm in him can do that. See, I can't do that on my own. Because my word said that if I ever saw him again, I was going to kill him. That wasn't born, that wasn't the born again man. That was, the, that was the hurt, emotional, violent man. But now Christ that's in me, working with me and through me, that worked for my good. That's why you're sitting in that chair today. It's work, how could that work for my good, being stabbed? It's working for my good because I laid that life down and I gained his life. It's so, it's so practical and so you have to understand and see. See, we're going with our own intellect and our own mind. There's no way possible that you could be in here like that. There's no way possible. But God, who's in me, overrules everything. And I gave up just like he did. I gave my will up and desires so that we could do what we're doing right now, have the walk of ministry. This is, the, you got to understand, I truly laid down my emotions, mm -hmm. my reaction, uh, my anger, my distrust, and all of those things. I laid all that down. I had to because I was crucified with them. Yeah. Yeah. See, you got a lot of people just yeah. talk to talk, talk it, just talk it. Mm -hmm. No one's really living it. Mm -hmm. No one's really has experienced. I want to experience with him. He said, I was crucified with him. So something in me going to have to die. Wow, it's just it's so amazing. Oh, my because God. It, um, I just got one thing to say in regards to your question. It's a good question is that when we live a life that's a dear to Christ, 
and no matter how, what situation we're in, circumstances or the people in our life and the people even coming against us or, yeah. you know, maybe you don't even know that they're coming against you. Even in our ignorance of not knowing, it's still working for your good because your life is hidden in Christ. Mm. And it's not, when a person does something to you, it's not to you, mm -mm. it's unto Christ. Because your life is hidden with Christ. And I, I just love the fact that when, when we really grasp the, the reality is that it's not I that live, but Christ that lives inside of me. Good God. And so when someone doing whatever they're doing or taking advantage of you, it's still everything is working for your good because it's not you anymore. They're not taking advantage of you anymore. It's their concept of thinking they're taking advantage of you because your life is hidden in Christ. I'm Psalm 91. And you are living the life of Christ now. If that's the case, hmm. Hmm. this is why everything will work for your good if you are living for Christ an obedient life, walking up, right? He said, if you seek my kingdom, all these things mm -hmm. will be added. Being about the Father's business. I mean, people, you know, doing you wrong, uh, bad things happening to you, whatever the situation may be in your life. He said, if your eyes is focused on kingdom assignment, That's right. everything, no matter how it looks, the impossible is possible. <laughs> because your life, the way that you see it and experiencing your life, is still not your life. Because it's Christ that lives now inside of you. You had something. The one earlier Didn't when everybody was saying about um, how we all need somebody that passed away. Mm -hmm. My question is, because like, I've been to some funerals in the day, and Lord knows I don't want to go to them. <laughs> I really don't like going to funerals, but I know that's their time because you know the hairs in my head. But not everybody's going to make it to because right. many will seek him and few will find him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, of course, the pastor and the op, he's the op. He wanted to comfort his, you know, people that go going to the funeral, he would have said, okay, they're in a better place, rest in peace. But um, my thing is, like, uh, how do you tell somebody that, you know, they didn't make it? You know, uh, but you never hear about it. You always hear about people right. going to heaven. Mm -hmm. But there's actually people in this world that are going to be in hell. There's going to be people that have been to church all their life, and pastors, and, you know, and, so what's your question? I'm sorry, what's your um, question? No, I mean, I don't have no question on it. I was just like saying that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I, uh, I thank God that I'm going to heaven because um, I seek the kingdom first. Amen. Amen. You gotta focus on the cross. That's right. You pick up the cross and follow him daily. Mm -hmm. and you know, yeah. It's a salvation is an individual thing. Yeah. And my thing is that you just make sure that you get in. Mm -hmm. I ain't to uh, say if anybody else getting in because I'm not God. Mm -hmm. I don't have a heaven or a hell to put them in on my judgment. I'm just going to stick with God. So I got to make sure that I'm working out my salvation. I think that's what is most important is that I make sure that I haven't fallen away. I make sure that I have repented. And I make sure that I'm walking, I'm doing the race to the end. Yes, making sure I do that. that yeah, making sure yeah, I do that. If you've been delivered from it and set free from it, then you are a living testimony that it's a, needs a, it's a time and a place for a testimony because you can't be telling everybody you're living. Mm. But I remember one time I was dealing with a sin that I got loved from in a Bible study. I told everybody about my particular sin. Mm. Afterwards, he came up to me and he's like, wow. He said, it touched him. My life touched him, what I dealt with. 
Yes. Your past is your past. You're also your past to help somebody else out for their future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our testimonies will help uh, others. I think we got one more, yeah. then I got to get back. Okay. And I'm not going to dwell on it right. if it didn't. Right. Because he said, let the dead bury the dead. Yeah. You need, you, I'm just telling y'all, don't get so caught up on whether somebody going to make it or what they end. The Bible said the just man falls seven times too. Yeah. So you that is spiritual should be lifting him and raising him up, putting him back where he should, and restoring him, lest that same thing come upon you. So you should be very careful when you point that finger, three more pointing back at you. So be careful. All right? We, we're back on the key facts to our identity. <laughs> Keep in mind, again, we, uh, one is when death slew him, it slew itself. Two, he conquered sin when he allowed it to overcome him. Three, he conquered Satan when he let Satan gain the master over him. Four, he conquered disease mm. when he let disease take possession of him. Go ahead. That's why with his strikes. Go ahead. We're going to talk a little bit, just a little bit here about he conquered disease. And when he let disease take possession of him. Mm. Disease, this is why people are not believers, so-called Christians, are not being healed. Um, I guess I'm going to throw out a rhetorical question. Why do you think Christians are not being healed? Rhetorical. No. <laughs> I, I said it's not rhetorical. Oh, okay. Oh, it's not rhetorical. They're wavering in their faith. They're wavering in their faith. They really don't understand what the cross really did for them. Don't understand what the cross really did for them. Peaches. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know who we are. That ain't you. I'm teaching at this moment. Okay. They're not actually walking the life out. Not mm -hmm. walking the life out. That's mm -hmm. all all correct. We're coming on the side. We're coming on here, Rocket. Your response, I do too. and up to this very, up to 
two days ago. I totally the same. That was that was what I was believing. But I until never I got did. a revelation, pardon me, Pastor. I never did. You I know me. To um, but what I'm saying is that I've got a revelation of uh, and not just a a word, but a unveiling of really disease. What is disease? Do we really know? Okay, we've been told that. Yeah, we heard that one before. It's disease. It's right? disease. It's disease. Don't feel good, right? Oh, y'all gonna get it. Right? <laughs> what is disease? These are the. I, Lord, I hear you. I'm gonna do the book. Uh, <laughs> well, some, anyone, what's it? Anybody Real else? quick, anybody else? What I'm is disease? Going, Wow, that is good. That's good mm. that you said that because this is what mm. most of the world think, that disease is part of punishment of, or sin. That's good. Starting, Carl. Wow. Unforgiveness. That's a good correlation. That's an excellent correlation. It's a bridge, but go ahead. That is. It's a bridge. It is. Why? Sunday for last. Sunday for last. Sunday for last. He <laughs> gave his life. In the new, first person in the new sanctuary behind these doors. Oh, this is a temporary a dwelling right here. Of our flesh. Wow. I can wow. come back. Okay. <laughs> mm. Carl. Yeah. A wage payment of sin. Sing. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, come on. This is that good. That is so good. Right, okay. We will, I'm going to teach. What's your name again? Brian. Brian. No, no, no. Uh, I'm going to teach you to be short. Yeah, yeah, be short. Yeah, mm -hmm. No, no, I'm just saying. No, because we love response. We, that's what we do. But I'm going to just teach you to be more brief with it. But go ahead, because I don't want you to, the, to be right, just. Be no, you won't, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the minister told me that. Um, you know, because before I was celibate, I was wild. Mm -hmm. um, We're going to be brief, right? right. Okay. Brief. Um, but you said you keep on, you either catch something, mm -hmm. you STD, or get a baby, something, you know. Just keep on playing the fire, you get burnt. You mm -hmm. sure will. Lesson yeah. learned. Mm -hmm. So, something had to happen. I live, I think, I feel as though people, um, they, you know, yes, a, a disease of a natural cause, you know, you can get it, even a newborn baby can get a disease from the mother. Talking about faith here, okay. belief. We, we're talking about uh, it shows the weakness in our flesh. It was all we're, good. We're talking about uh, um, forgive, unforgiveness. unforgiveness. Really, you have one? You have thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, in the Bible, when Jesus was healed, wasn't it a, a spirit? Like a, a, it was a spirit that infirmity? That's excellent. Okay. That's excellent. Very excellent. This is good. So, we, when he took, Jesus took upon him, and he was made sin. He was made sin, and he was made sickness. 
He was made diseased. He was made diseased and he was made sin. So what you see when you see a disease, we see it as something of the flesh. Mm. This mm. is why we say, because we're in this world, you're going to get sick. Of course, we are going to die. You're going to die of something, they say. That's what they say. But it comes from the spirit that manifests in the body. Mm. It's not of the body. It is of the spirit. Because his spirit became, he was made sin, and his, he was made disease. His spirit was. His spirit was. So, and we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about why, because, mm -mm. again, why there's no healing when it comes to the Christian is not because so much that they don't believe. It's what are they believing? Not that I believe that he is healer, but I need to understand my identity, what comes with my identity. I need to understand who I am. Because... He was made sin. Made. He was made sin, and he was made disease. His spirit was made. His spirit was. This is why he died two deaths, a natural death and a spiritual death. He was the firstborn of the, the dead. dead. Not one that who had died, because we know Lazarus died, and he raised him, right? No one else was the firstborn of the dead. He was the first new Born. creation. First of many brethren. Okay. Man. It's just so, we could just be on this for years. Uh, <laughs> Carl. That's mm -hmm. right. That's right. Heavenly flesh. Mm -hmm. So he didn't just come out in spirit. He mm -hmm. actually came up in physical form. Mm -hmm. Yes. It looked yeah. like flesh, fashioned like flesh, but it wasn't. It was a glorified body. Amen. That wasn't. Maybe Lazarus, but Lazarus came back in the same flesh. Yes, he did. Yes. Exactly. And, and he didn't, um, those, that flesh now defied the very laws, listen, that he set in place. The laws of physics of time. And they said, they saw him, what? In that body, in that form, a sin. In his body. It's a different type. I mean, you, you know that your body gets so high up, it's going to lose oxygen, you're going to die, right? But his body wasn't that same. It was a different body. It's just so much more. It's something can... we have to practice. Mm -hmm. We don't practice our righteousness. We, we don't practice what was done on the cross and on the right hand side of the Father. We don't practice that. Do you believe, and I want people who, I, guess I know you was on that spectrum you said too, but do you believe in healing? Do you believe? Because if to not believe in healing, then the cross is in vain then. It's, it's, it shouldn't mean anything to you. Do you believe in healing? 
Do you believe that God can still heal? Yes, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he can heal. He can heal, right? He said, better for them who have believed and have not seen. So for that person to be healed, this is, this is what you got to get. For better for them who have believed and have not seen. So because that person died of that sickness, did they, were they healed? Is that sickness going to go up because it's part of the sin? It can't enter into heaven. So are they healed even though they died of cancer? That's so good, Pastor, because he said That's what I'm telling you, you were healed. You were and you are. Mm-hmm. And with his stripes, and with his stripes, you are healed. And not so much the fact that because you're going to be in heaven, you're not going to suffer anymore. It's because the fact that your spirit. Thank you. See, be- <laughs> All filthiness of the spirit, it said. Yes. It's, it's, you got to really, you got to piece it together. You got to understand it. I know Rocket Sister, y'all know I'm going to tell this testimony. Rocket Sister, 24 years old, right? Was. Was she? How old is she now? Okay, it's real. Well, when she when she was contracted HIV, mm-hmm. right? AIDS, full blown AIDS, not going to the doctor to see if I got it. She going to the doctor to get her cocktail, and that's what they call it, the cocktail, because there's a whole lot of pills that you have to take. We believe, we worship, we prayed. She just got married. Mm-hmm. We prayed, believe God, He healed her. Yeah, he, right, we prayed, right. believe wow. God, she does not and he healed her. Have AIDS, no trace of it. No trace of AIDS, because we prayed God. No, he's still a healer. He's Amen. still the same yesterday, mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. and yes. forever. See, to me, if she didn't, to me, as long as she received Christ, she's healed. Amen. Amen. She's healed whether it, it's, it manifests in time, but in eternity it can't. It can't stay there. See, you, you're, you're, you're fixated just on time. You, you're fixated in, these, in the laws of this, land, of, this, of this world. This is why you, it's hard for you to believe the spiritual. This is why it's hard for you to believe if I spit on the ground and put that in the eye, you're going to see. That's what Jesus did. That doesn't even make sense. Not even sanitary. <laughs> right? That was funny. It doesn't. I'm just yeah, saying. That is true, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> because he's not of this world. And the way that he operates is outside of time. How did Peter walk on the water? Because he wasn't bound by the physics of this world in time. And he's telling you, you can do the same. And he hadn't had a glorified body. How did he do it? Do you believe the Bible? Is that allegory? Is that real? Is that literal? He walked on the water. He did something. What happened? What happened? He believed on God. He believed on Jesus. It's so, boy, you don't know who you are. You just don't keep on teaching me because they don't know who they are. I know that I laid hands on a person that was blind. He, he, he is not blind anymore. And I was there. That was the, he was there in, in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. No, if I can believe. No, he said better mm-hmm. for them who believe and have not seen. I chose to shut my natural eye out dang, and believe what he said in Amen. the spirit. And it manifested. Amen. I'm not the healer. He is. Mm. We go, got ahead. go ahead. Two, and then we're going to really get through our key facts to our identity. <laughs> we have five of them. Y'all got to we're come on back. the fourth one. <laughs> and we say I'm not got to our foundation scripture. Go ahead. Got to <laughs> Dave. Um, and then I have a question uh-huh. about who you were talking about um, the first one of the dead. Um, were you saying were you saying that uh, Jesus was the first one of the dead in spirit to be born again? 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. He had a new birth. In hell. In hell. Ah! Wow. Okay. Wow. Think about your life. <laughs> you can have a new birth in the midst of all the hell. Y'all wow. don't know your identity. Yeah. He was birthed in, in hell. <laughs> Took back the keys. He <laughs> said he's, he's, he's basically snatched them Ooh. back. You don't even know that he had not only fight Satan, but a host of, of demons, demons as well. Vanquished, he said, in his, in his train. Jesus. When he entered into hell, in his, in his train, the weight of his train, when he went to hell and got back the keys that Adam gave up. Mm, mm, mm. So he had them legally. Mm. Right, he did. Did we call it? Good God Almighty. You, okay. <laughs> Y'all got to see that picture. And I'm going to draw the picture, Go but ahead, not right. today, because <laughs> we got to, we got to go through. I want because I can't get to the foundation scripture until we get through the key words of what happened when he was made sin. That's hermeneutically incorrect, but go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Key go ahead. facts to our identity. This is the fifth and last one. He became one with Satan in spiritual death to make us one with God in spiritual life. <laughs> he became one with Satan in spiritual death. He, beca he became one with Satan. They say blasphemy. In <laughs> <laughs> spiritual death to make us one with God in spiritual life. Oh my God. These are the key facts to our identity. Now, with, the word, the preposition, with. Oh, here come, y'all. We're talking about our identification with Christ, the twofold oneness. With means to accompany, cause to be or go along, to be in association, connection, and interaction of another. With, to accompany, cause to be or go along, to be in association, connection, and interaction of another. This is what happened when we are identified with Christ. We're in association with him. We're connected with him. We're interacted with him. All right? With. Now, the substitutionary term is to take the place of, replace, equivalent, same. He became our substitute for sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He was in our stead, in our place. Sacrifice, the surrender or destruction of something prized or desirable for the sake of something considered as ha having a higher or more pleasing claim. Sacrifice, I know you probably have heard sacrifice in a different term. Yep. In definition, sure. Sacrifice is the surrender or destruction of something prized. Mm. My Lord mm. and my Jesus mm, and my mm, God. Mm. Or desirable for the sake of something considered as having a higher or more pleasing claim. Mm. Abraham. Sacrifice. Redemption. To rescue. Mm. To buy back to clear payment of penalty, to regain possession, 
to ransom is to redeem a person from captivity by paying a stipulated price or to redeem from sin by sacrifice. Your redeemer did that. Mm-hmm. Crucify points the way to death. Crucify points, points the, the way, way to, to death. death. We can talk a little more on, on that, but I, yeah. I do want to get through our foundation scripture because I okay. would be remiss if I didn't. I can't let you walk away without some scripture here. Our foundation scripture is 1 Peter 2.24. And if I could get someone to get the King James Version, Fred Lena. Yep, 2.24. First Peter 2.24. And this is the Amplified here. You can uh, do that after I do the Amplified here. It says, he personally bore our sins and his own body on the tree as on an altar and offered himself on it that we might die, cease to exist to sin, and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Amplified, 1 Peter 2.24, he personally bore our sins in his own body on the tree as on an altar and Mm. offered himself on it. Mm -mm. Mm. No one made him do it. He offered himself on the cross. He gave himself up as a sacrifice on the cross. So that we might die Mm. and cease to exist to sin. We. And live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Mm. King James Version. Have been. Who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. I'm going to show you a teachable moment here. I'm going to teach you a, this moment is a very important moment in time. The reason I had to do the King James, because for me, that's where I know I get my revelation from. Amplified does exactly what it says. It's like a magnifier. It it amps it up. it doesn't take anything away from, but it kind of really expanded for you. But when I read this in the Amplify, I realized something was missing. Mm-hmm. Read again here. It says, he personally bore our sins in his own body on the tree as on an altar and offered himself on it. All that was great. That we might die, cease to exist to sin, and live to righteousness. There there lied for me a problem of what is God really trying to say here? Something is missing. So I went back to the King James Version, and it says that we died to sin. It simply said, died to sin. Mm -hmm. This is the revelation, died to sin. My question was to, see, you should have something in your spirit when you read the word of God, should ask God questions. And I said, what does it mean for us to die to sin? 
How do you, how do we die to sin? How do you die to sin? Mm. Come we're going to we're gonna talk about that uh, next Sunday, but that is really the connection with what he did on the cross for us so that we can die to sin. Okay? You're going to realize that Holy Spirit is the teacher. No matter who's in front of you and, and sharing with you the word of God so that you can rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. Amen. This is identification. Our oneness with him. That we having died unto sin, his death and our death are identical. Again, this scripture here is our identification, our oneness with him. Is that when we die to sin, we identify with his death. That he was made sin. Mm, mm, mm. So we have to die to what he was made. Oh. We have to die to what he was made. Mm. So how did we die to sin? I guess I'm going to share that with you. I won't leave you hanging. As he put our sin away by becoming sin in disease for us, he became sin in disease. And by him putting that away, so we should partake of his righteousness in healing. So when we accept his work for us, we die to sin. When you accept what he did, the works that he did, you die to sin. What did he do? And I asked a question. I asked him this. What is righteousness? What is righteousness? That's tell you on the surface, right standing with God. That you can boldly go to the throne of grace, mm -hmm. no condemnation. What is righteousness? I, I hear that, that we can boldly come before the throne of grace. Mm. Because you've been now made righteous. So what is righteous? That what you've been made now. You've been made righteous, and he's been made sin. Amen. Righteousness. Sounds right. Is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm just it's in his own self. It's in the word. Go ahead. It's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely being obedient to God. Mm -hmm. Until the. Mm -hmm. He was obedient all the way up to the, the cross. cross. That's right. It's pure. It's holy. Mm -hmm. Righteousness is something you've been made. Right. You've been made, made to be pure and holy. You've been made to be like Christ. Because God, and y'all get me ahead of myself. Uh oh is that when Jesus had his new birth, he now became, well, God became the righteousness of Jesus. God became the righteousness of Jesus when he had his new birth. And when you had your new birth, you then 
became an offspring of that righteousness. You've been made righteous. Good God. <laughs> go ahead, Go ahead, Good. I'm going to go He was right. perfect, exactly. He sure was. Mm. Amen. Which is righteous. Right. He is righteous. <laughs> How can I be pure and, and holy, Pastor? <laughs> I don't want to lose this thought. <laughs> I don't want to lose this thought. Hold yeah. on. Go ahead. Well, I ain't going to lose it because it's Holy Spirit. But in, in the scripture it says that uh, life is in the blood. It's in the, it's in the flesh, right? The life is. Mm. But he says now that you're alive now, when you die, when you're born again, mm -hmm. now you're alive because of righteousness. Amen. That's what's in you now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're alive because of righteousness. Amen. <laughs> you're alive. You're dead. The flesh is, the, the, it says that the blood inside of the body, uh, life is in the blood, right? Mm -hmm. But you're a new creation now. You're born again now. Now you're not, you're not born of the flesh. Now you're Ooh. born of the spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh of God. Mm -hmm. That's his spirit. And, and God breathed into Adam and he became a living nephesh. He became a living part. Now they walking in the cooler of the day. They were one. I mean, y'all got to see that you're born now. Of the, you're not the same person. Even though you got some flesh, you are not your flesh. You're still walking around thinking you are your flesh and you're not your flesh. You are a new creation. He said never before existed. The new, the fresh. See, what well, this identity is so good because now you're born, now you're alive. You're walking around now because of righteousness. That's what's flowing through your blood. Wow. It's righteousness. Now be, you can come boldly before the throne of God because you couldn't come in his presence in this flesh. You couldn't come into his presence. So now the boldness is that I know that he could strike me down at any moment. But he said, come now because I've been made the righteousness of God. See, you don't understand. Now you are a son of God. Now because you are, man, you, you just, I'm, just, this is good. I'm just saying, y'all, you don't know. No. This identity is so good. Yeah, because when you You got to know who you are. You don't understand that you are the new creation. You think you're the same old person, yeah. got the same old habits, same old everything. I'm doing the same thing, but I'm supposed to be born again. Mm. Wow. God is so good. One, you got to stay connected. Mm -hmm. With the people. You got to stay connected when you're getting fed. Yeah. You're born. You're just born again. The baby don't do nothing but eat. Yeah. <laughs> that's all the baby do is eat, right? It's late. So that's why you got to come in and word <laughs> and get the word and study your word because you need to feed now your spirit. You've been feeding your flesh for 38 years. I'm just saying however you old you are. You've been feeding that and it's full. And it don't even know that it's regurgitating. It's just more and more. How is Jeez, righteousness referred God. in this passage? Come on now. You guys don't know through this study. I mean, I um, this is this. I was in Montreal. I was working, <laughs> and I'm still like I I got to still prepare. And I got home, and we we're moving and packing, but I still have to prepare. And yes, I do. mean, I, truly, he give you strength because I was I'm, and I'm still exhausted at this moment. <laughs> um, and we're not finished. <laughs> So how is righteousness referred in this passage? I, I kind of mm. uh, gave it to you here. It's the new creation's legal claim. Mm. First of all, it's your legal claim. 
is for you to claim. You can legally claim this. You're right in doing it. I, I actually have to say this again because I want you to understand it. God was the righteousness of Jesus, and now the new creation, we become the offspring right. of righteousness made because we, we're identified with the Father through the Son's spiritual and natural death. Not You've been made righteous. Not only right standing with the Father, we can go boldly without any condemnation in his presence, but we've been made right by him being the, our sacrifice. The Son was cast out of the presence of the Father so that you could be in the presence of the Father. So now when you go in the presence of the Father, you are the Son because you're identified with the Son Amen. as one. He doesn't see David. He sees his Son because you identify with him and his death and his glory on the right-hand side of the Father. And he was identified with your sin and he was made sin. He was made sin and he was made disease. This is why you're already healed. Even but if you die of the sickness. You see it in your flesh. You think that this is something of the flesh, and it has to happen because it's of the flesh. But it's not of the flesh. It's of the spirit that's manifested in the flesh. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it just brings into light everything or the right perspective of all the other teachings and, and everything about healing yeah. and your right and your authority that you have and you use his name. I mean, this is just, <laughs> we can't, you got to go ahead. We're going to talk when I, we get back. It's about with his death, with his burial, with his suffering made alive with him and made righteous with him and conquered Satan with him and raised with him in the new creation. So we're going to talk about that um, next time. But um, <laughs> sorry, it's our identification it with Christ, the twofold oneness. I want you all to understand the importance that this is something that has I know that I have never been taught, and a lot of times in the majority of your life you are identifying yourself as Jackie, mm -hmm. identifying yourself as Diane. You're identifying yourself as who you are naturally born on your birth certificate, on your driver's license. That's when they tell you to pull out your identity. This is why I can't identify with my job anymore, with the people there. I can't identify with this world. This is what Paul really talks about. He says, I'm crucified. And when he talks about crucifixion, he even talks about how I'm crucified with Christ. But when he spoke about that, he was actually talking about an actual, he was crucified. He was, he was whipped and he was stoned. And it's also believed that even Paul himself had died mm -hmm. and was raised. Yep, sure does. Because then when he says, I was crucified with Christ, he was stoned, and when you got stoned, it wasn't to just hurt you and give you a knot upside your head. It was to kill you. Yep. It was a stoning unto death. We read in the word where Stephen was stoned, we, we know that he died. That's right. 
But Paul was stoned himself. And this is why he says, I was crucified with Christ. This is so good. But he says, I want to know him in his suffering. Mm. Mm. He said, I want to know him in his suffering. I want to know him what happened when he was on the cross. I want to know him and those two deaths, that natural death and that spiritual. I want to know what that felt like. He said, I want to know his suffering in hell. I want to know. I want to know what it felt like to be resurrected and sit on the right hand side of the Father. I want to know that. But God said, and when he said, I want to know that, he wants to experience that. Not to just be informed about it. He said, I want to experience the suffering mm. of Christ. He said, the Father said, no one could experience that except my son, because no one could have done that. And it pleased him, the father, to see the son yep. to be crucified. He was the one that crucified him. It wasn't the Roman soldiers. It wasn't the Jews. It was the Father. He says, because I'm, he said, I was, I'm satisfied now. It had to be done. He said, I had to do this to see if you would satisfy the mind of justice. I had to crucify you. I had to afflict my own son to see if you would satisfy the mind of justice. If you would give your life and submit your will to my will and that you would plead guilty for the sins of the entire world. It had, the mind of justice had to be fulfilled and satisfied for their salvation. You had to receive guilt and shame and disgrace for there to be an ultimate supreme ruling and the universe of the courts of heaven. Now justice says, I'm satisfied. You're already dead. You're already dead. You've died to sin. Brian, you've died to sin. Diane's died to sin. I'm already satisfied. Juan, the enemy has no hold on you because you died to sin. My son has went in your stead. And the halls and the chambers of the universe of the courts of justice says all those who would take my identity, sin no longer has rule over you because you're my handy workmanship. You're the offspring of righteousness. 
come for part two. Identification with Christ. The twofold oneness. <laughs> now you know. Amen. Y'all know I just want to just put a little dot on that eye. Cross that T just a little bit. This is why I was telling y'all, when you're saved and you go witness to somebody, he said, greater works that you should do than I. That means you, when you go and witness to someone and they receive Christ, you have literally raised them from the dead. Amen. Because they're dead in their sins. See, you can raise people from the dead every day. See, we don't, we don't, we think is that they actually have to be dead and you know, every, I mean, no life in them at all. But there really is no life in them. Amen. So you can raise people from the dead mm. when you ask them, do you know Jesus? You can, you can do it, but if, if, look, you can do it, I'll have it both ways. Saved by actually literally raising them from the dead, that the life force has left them. But you can raise from the dead when you witness to people because they are dead. He told the thief on the cross, this day you will be with me. He was ready to die. He was ready to physically die. He ain't have time to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. He ain't got time to get submerged in water. Mm. He ain't speaking tongue, nothing like that. He believed on Jesus on the cross. He was on the right side. I'm just trying to tell y'all, you, we don't see it. We see, but we have eyes we don't really see. He said, he that has eyes to see, let them see. You have to have eyes to see. We just can't. We just see him in the flesh. You can watch that movie 20 times and never see 1% of what you just Yeah, the passion. Taught. That's where you're going? That's what I'm talking about, the passion. Uh, I knew you was because that was in my spirit. <laughs> so when you kind of come won. back, you're going to actually really, the passion, if you've ever seen the passion, it's going to be no comparison with what, the effort of love mm. is going to impart in your spirit. It's going to be, it's going to be mind blowing and life changing because you're going to receive for the first time in your life, your new identity. Amen. That comes with the attorney, a uh, power of attorney to delegate all the promises that God has given you in this life. You don't realize the legal claim mm. that you have not taken possession of, of your life. That's why you can't claim it, because you don't know the power of attorney that has been given to you. Mm -hmm. The studied. authority and power, the legal rights to claim in your life, and the legal rights to denounce things out of your life. Amen? Amen. So that just makes it really clear when... They say, oh, there's no more miracles today. Y'all hear Christians, y'all hear believers saying there's no more miracles today. The fact alone that you are saved is a miracle. The fact alone that you saved and you can actually witness to somebody else and snatch them. That's the ministry of reconciliation. That you can snatch them out of utter death and darkness. Total separation from Christ. What one name do you know Jesus? That name is so powerful. Yes, it is. That name is so powerful. <laughs> we just don't get it. You go out and raise some people from the dead tonight, tomorrow, whenever. Go out and do it. Amen. Greater works that you shall do. 
He's leaving. He's gonna, you're going to be more witnesses now. You're going to be able to witness and bring people right out of the deep. You're going to see yourself different. Amen. Whenever I get finished with, because this is a series. It's a series because I have to go through each and every one of those phases of the, of humanity's redemption. And to do that, it's going to take a little time. And I definitely want you to see yourself differently. And not just trying to imagine it, but it's a reality. Because you have a new identity with Christ. So go to the webpage tonight or tomorrow. Send some friends because um, hopefully they would get it up tonight, maybe tomorrow. You know, I'm putting on the spot now. Okay. But it'll be up very soon. We'll say tomorrow. We'll say tomorrow. By 6 it'll be up. Something like that. We need to get up because <laughs> it's important. Listen, it's important that you hear this again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. You heard it with your natural ear today. Now I needed you to hear it with your spiritual ears tomorrow okay so you gotta you gotta you gotta keep feeding your spirit you gotta keep feeding it there's so much stuff up there you have to have you have to have this don't just go out and you know just be so feeding your flesh but your spirit is just you know in total aperture you just shrivel up you gotta feed your spirit Good to the word of God changing in my life here. How y'all got some good sense. thank y'all for the question thank y'all for the questions too appreciate it so at this time, y'all know we uh, we uh, want to come up for prayer. You want to intercede for someone or have me to pray. If you want to be a blessing to your ministry, you can right now. So we'd like to pray. And if you're and then after I do the prayer, we're going to do the uh, benediction. Um, if you're not praying for anyone, just, you know, kind of pray for whoever comes up. All right. So we can get this done. <laughs>